0: welcome everyone to another episode of slasher scotty i am your host scotty mccoy and boy do i have a surprise for all of you i have on zoom with me right now steve merlo and he is the director of the upcoming fan film for the texas chainsaw massacre titled the sawyer massacre hey steve how you doing
1: oh great how you doing man
0: i'm doing great i'm so glad to have you on uh, i saw a bunch of the pictures and publicity stills and all the posts about when you were filming uh, was it last month and i'm so excited to see this uh movie come to come to life
1: oh thanks i mean yeah we, we had a lot of fun doing it it was a ton of work but uh <laughs> probably the most uh rewarding uh work i've ever done
0: yeah yeah that's amazing yeah and i mean you guys did you did a killer job on the indiegogo of course and I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a classic franchise, and uh, I guess the first question I'll start off with is, um, what is the Sawyer Massacre about, and how does it is it different from the uh, regular franchise?
1: Well, that's tough to do without spoiling, but uh, the yeah. Sawyer Massacre <laughs> is uh, it's an unofficial prequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, we set it in 1965. There was a, in, early on, we were, I was always kind of wondering when I should set the film. Mm-hmm. And uh, I chose 1965 because it's kind of, it was kind of uh, the dawn of the uh, Vietnam War. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, you know, um, stuff was happening at that time. That just. It just, it just kind of made sense that that was a good time mm-hmm. period to reflect on, on things happening yeah. uh, that, you know, I think we reflected on pretty good and pretty well in, in the film, but uh, kept it pretty subtle at the mm-hmm. same time, like the original did. The original did had yeah. a lot of reflections on the time period it was made. Uh, the difference with us, though, is I also wanted it to uh, feel kind of relevant uh, to today, which uh, I have to have to admit with all the things happening in this world uh, right now. And by the way, I wrote the screenplay before a lot of before covid and and before <laughs> of course before this whole russian ukrainian war and all that kind of yeah. stuff but uh it's amazing how uh how those things took place after i wrote the script and it's like so many things in the script actually re- reflect on those things as well so <laughs> uh but beyond spoilers i mean uh yeah set in 1965 mm-hmm. uh how, is, how does it differ Um, again without spoiling it's 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 tough tough. but I I, it was one thing and it was tough for me to actually come up with something a little bit different uh, because I knew I didn't want to do a rehash of what had been done before I didn't want Mm -hmm. to uh, you know make it about the same five or six kids in a van traveling through Texas and uh, and come across a cannibalistic family and you know cannibalism seems to be a massive theme and and uh i think that's great and all and it was great in the original but uh, but i didn't feel like it was i i kind of felt like the whole cannibalism aspect was uh only really worked well in that original Mm -hmm. uh for the shock value especially you know uh seeing grandpa uh suck sally's finger for the first you know that was you know one of those moments that you can't recreate that so yes. even though our film doesn't uh, neglect uh well it doesn't ignore the cannibalism but it doesn't focus on it as well so uh i did have to find something else that made sense yes. for the sawyer family to mm-hmm. to have within their you know within their family tree um that was going to make sense and also at the same time i think make them even more disturbing Okay. So that we didn't have to focus on cannibalism again. It's, you know, we don't deny cannibalism. We know that they're cannibals. I just right. didn't feel the need to, to right. really shove it in people's faces in this film. <laughs> but it's there. Sense. It's yeah. subtle.
0: Right. So, um would you consider this then to be a prequel to the first film?
1: Yeah, it would only really. I could really only say it'd be a prequel to the original film. Mm-hmm. Um, could you look at it as a prequel to part two? Uh, Probably not, but I mean, I, I'm sure people could find ways to, to attach yeah. them somehow. Uh, again, because I mean, the Sawyer family name was that was part two is where that name was uh, brought in to into mm-hmm. play. But, you know, we don't have characters like Chop Top in this or anything like that. So, I mean, could you say that Chop Top was away in Vietnam during this time? I mean, this was pretty early in the Vietnam <laughs> War, but I mean, I'm sure some people could probably buy yeah. that, you know and I
0: mean you're talking about the horror industry where the fans in the community and even the filmmakers in the community always find a way to relate something to another. <laughs>
1: like exactly. we're still
0: talking about Stu being alive and scream, you know what I mean and how he's related <laughs> related all these years later. So I'm sure they'll be able to find something that relates the part to him maybe even oh three.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean the Sawyer name is is there that that's probably probably gonna be enough for some people. yeah. I mean, and at the same time, I have to have to admit uh, uh, early when I wrote the script, you know, I was debating on what to call the movie. You know, I I kind of wanted to keep ambiguity Mm -hmm. uh, in the family name like the original did. And I still kind of try to a little bit. But, you know, it seemed very hard. Once you called the the film The Sawyer Massacre, it seemed like, okay, well, may as well just, uh, you know, you keep things a little bit ambiguous. ambiguous but uh, at the same time yeah. don't uh, you know don't hide it you know <laughs> don't right. overly hide it so
0: absolutely and sometimes you don't want to especially when you're making a fan film and especially if this if it happened before the events of the first one, you kind of don't want to go deep into the story arc because you you want to do what made the first one it, give it its charm, you know be subtle about it you know not really you know dive all into the the lore of the entire franchise.
1: Definitely. I mean, there's definitely a fine line to walk. I mean, it, yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm making a film that is going to, uh, you know, give nothing new. But at the same time, you don't want to give like this big backstory, right? Uh, so there was a there was a there was a balance I had to have there because I mean, yeah. people hear the word prequel, they're automatically drawn to an origin story. Yeah. And this film really isn't that. It's really not an origin story. But there are new elements. Uh, added yeah. to the sawyer family that we haven't seen before but makes yes, sense and, with him.
0: right and and that's the thing like you you want part partly i have that mystique there because mm-hmm. like that's why michael myers isn't as scary and say the rob zombie halloween because they give you this whole backstory of like 45 minutes of him as a kid and that's what made michael myers so scary was his mystique so the same yeah. thing you could say about Leatherface and the Sawyer family, like you, you, it's good to give new information, but having that mystique on what they are and who they are and why are they like this, like not answering those questions, really can be a, a beneficial part of, of a story.
1: Yeah, definitely agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, Uh especially when it comes to killers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. knowing too much about Leatherface and or any any of those killers you know it, it just yeah. takes away a, a lot of that mystique and and makes them yeah. less scary you know I don't need to know what drove Michael Myers or Jason or Freddie over the edge you know I don't right. know need, I didn't need to know that Michael Myers was picked on as a kid and yeah you know i I didn't need to know that it just right. uh but you know so, hey those people that love those movies yeah hey, it's all good <laughs> it's all good Absolutely. I you know <laughs> i prefer to skip them but you know some people love them and they have their fan base and uh, i can't ignore that fan base out there as well but you know at the same time i can't please everybody with my film if people are expecting a big backstory on leatherface you're not gonna get it in this film right right and and
0: and every film anybody that makes a movie they're gonna get ripped apart no no matter you can't please everybody you're always gonna get your critics
1: yeah yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I could tell you right off the bat all the, there's a lot of chop top fans out there, and the fact that mm-hmm. we ignore chop top in our film, I can say that 100%. Chop top is not mentioned or anything in the, our film, uh, and uh, you know, I, that, that already does piss off a lot of people. I've already yeah. heard people on uh, on like Reddit and stuff like that, no chop top, no interest, you know, <laughs> it's like so. Okay, <laughs> he's got a fan base too. I just, uh, yeah. you know, so. Yeah you can't please everybody and there's going to be people that are fans of Matthew McConaughey's character in part four and yeah you know it's it's, that's all good you know you just you just can't please everybody
0: absolutely so what do you believe was the hardest or most challenging part making this movie went back when you were on set
1: oh (laughs) there's a lot of elements uh (laughs) the weather was was a big one um because we lost an entire day of filming due to bad weather we ended up going from 10 days to nine days Oof. of filming and uh 10 days was already cutting it pretty pretty short for a yeah. feature film yeah that's hard. 10 days is is really really tough yeah um and so we we ended up shooting in nine <laughs> Which, uh, yeah you know, I, still I know how, how we actually pulled that yeah. off you know? <laughs> yeah
0: all of the movies I made they, they they've been mon- like it took us months to make sure we got everything filmed and everything like that so doing it in 10 days let alone nine days I commend you
1: yes and then there was the locations that we had to work with uh I'm not sure if you know this Scotty but I'm in Canada. Uh, I don't live in Texas, you know, I, and I was doing all my prep from Canada. I didn't get it. You know, I, we didn't raise enough money for me to fly out to Texas early and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, scout all our scout, all of our locations myself in person. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I had to kind of base my uh, base, my uh, uh, booking the locations off of pictures that I saw online and stuff like that. So when you actually got to these locations, it's like, whoa, this doesn't. Praying do- that
0: Nothing is too different.
1: <laughs> there, there was a lot of different. I'll say that there was a lot of different and a lot of, you know, some stuff I did know in advance. Like uh, I knew that uh, a lot of these places that we were filming at had no power. So we were lucky enough to have generators uh, pretty handy on set all the time. Mm-hmm. But I know no t- flush toilets or anything like that, you know, so it, that kind of stuff made it very, very tough. Uh, but we we always found a way ar- around it, and um, ultimately nice. we changed a lot of things uh, as far as like my shot list went and everything. Like uh, I I essentially threw out my shot, lift at, shot <laughs> list shot <laughs> list after the uh, first day because mm-hmm. nothing was matching the locations that yeah. was on the shot list. It was just really really tough to 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 capture that. And yeah, uh, yeah so I mean that those were probably the toughest okay. the toughest things to do.
0: Nice. And as you mentioned, um, you did film out in Texas, um, which is obviously amazing because, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Sawyer Massacre, like you, you want to film it in Texas. Um, did you happen to film at the gas station at all?
1: No, we, we had originally wanted to shoot at the original gas station because it was yeah. uh, it's, it's in our script. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the script. So we it, it would have meant a lot if we could. But uh, they have very strict uh filming stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they don't allow any filming there basically okay. and they were very friendly about it and everything and they you know uh we went to the gas station i visited the gas station twice actually mm-hmm. and ate barbecue there and everything nice. uh so they're very nice people but they, they just won't allow any filming there so that was kind of unfortunate but we were lucky enough to find a yeah. decent enough gas station in uh taylor texas so okay uh yeah, so nice. it worked out okay and it was an old authentic gas station. It actually still had the pump, which was nice cuz uh, actually the original gas station from uh, the original the pumps are actually inside now. <laughs> they don't okay. have them. They don't have them outside anymore. So uh that would have made things difficult anyways, but it would have been cool to to yeah. have that barbecue sign and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? That it would makes, have been cool, but uh, it makes you know. sense,
0: though, because if there's, if there's anybody else making film fan films or whatever, like they, they probably would get bombarded with people filming there and it could potentially ruin business because, you know, they're closing all the time, at, you know, for filming yeah. and, you know, all that stuff. So it makes sense from a business aspect sucks yeah. for your for your movie, but, but it makes sense. At least you found a suitable replacement, though.
1: Yeah, we found a pretty suitable replacement. It worked out yeah. pretty well. So uh, ultimately, I, I can't complain too much about it. You know, it is uh, it is what it is. And uh, uh, at least we got an old gas station that still had the pumps and had a lot of old vehicles lying around there. So that sort of added some extra authenticity yeah. to it that I really liked. I wish we could have used some of those vehicles. And originally, yeah. the owner was going to let us use some of those vehicles for filming. But that was another obstacle we had to to uh to tackle was the lack of old vehicles that we were able to use uh and a lot of them cancel on us last minute and in fact one of them ghosted us just you know oh, never gosh. never responded back they were a yes and then you know when time came to film uh their vehicle was nowhere to be present and we never heard anything from them ever again and that was the way it was so we had to change things in the script you know to make it work so right. i definitely had to think on my feet quite a lot during this production uh but it worked out yeah. it, we we guys to work our way around it and that's
0: That's how you could tell a good filmmaker like yourself because yeah. wh- when you, when you're a good filmmaker you can think on your feet like okay well this is happening right now how do i fix this problem and make it workable for the movie you know
1: well, I did the best I could. I'll say that much. I don't know if you can necessarily say I'm a good filmmaker, an okay filmmaker. I think you know, I've I've been there before a little bit to it to an extent. You know, where right. where people bailed on me, you know, and yeah. uh, and scramble last minute. So yeah. I think there was a part of me that was already thinking about what I would do if if some of these vehicles bailed on right. me. And one of them actually, we 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 essentially were two vehicles short than uh than we had originally planned through Mm -hmm. the filming and one of them actually that we lost we lost because it wouldn't work because we couldn't get it to to drive properly it was a carburetor or something and i was actually driving this thing too they actually uh (laughs) we had to go pick them up me and the production manager chris uh went down to to pick them up and shuttle them to to (laughs) set and this was the night before before we even started shooting and uh i get in this thing and this was an old car i've never driven an old car like that before 1950s car i think right and i can't remember exactly what it was but yeah it was a a 50s car and you get about five feet and this thing just shut off on you you know (laughs) so it did that twice to me and i I basically said okay this is not worth it you know it's i'm gonna cause an accident if i try to drive this thing all the way uh back to the uh to uh to the location so yeah uh, i just said okay we'll find a way we'll find a way i'll I'll, i was so i was already kind of preparing in my head Mm -hmm. what we can do without that extra car and yeah so we made it work though we made it work. (laughs) that's
0: good though that's good and uh like i guess this is a really anticipated question not sure if you were asked it at all yet and i don't know what you can give us for an answer regarding it but will there be a sequel
1: uh, I have been asked that many, many, many times, <laughs> and uh, the easiest answer is I don't know. Um, but uh, as far as me making a sequel, probably not. Okay. Probably not. I, you know, uh, I get asked it quite a quite a lot, and uh, I just can't see me make. I, I've got so many other scripts piling up. You know, I, I'll never say never, but yeah. uh, I, I just I want to get to a lot of yeah. these these other scripts I want to do and other yeah. films I want to do. And, uh, you know, they've mm-hmm. been collecting dust Well, not computer yeah. dust, I guess they're sitting <laughs> on my computer, you know, and, and, right. uh, you know, definitely want to get to work on some of those uh, for yeah. sure. But, uh, you know, I, I would be honored to see um, somebody else do a sequel to my film. That'd be cool. uh, that would, be cool that would be a huge honor. I mean, and yeah. I do think there is potential Uh, Of course I worry about too much being given away and it, you know, I don't know. It depends on how it's done. Yeah. But I I do think there's probably potential. So, uh, because I mean, there is a little bit of a gap between this, this film and the original, there's an eight year gap and yeah, you know, uh, I think there is room for a sequel, but, uh, Mm I doubt that I would be the one to do it. I doubt so if, it. So <laughs> if
0: somebody out there is watching this and they want to do a sequel to your film, uh do you give them your, your blessing or would you want them to ask I give them my permission? I give
1: anybody my blessing that uh yeah. just is passionate about filmmaking and mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll definitely give a, even even if somebody wanted to make a a sequel or a feature length version to one of my shorts or something like that. Okay. You know, it's uh I I always give my blessing to that kind of thing nice. because it's an, it's uh it's it's an honor it's yeah. an honor that people like your work that much that uh mm-hmm. that uh, they want they want to carry it on a little bit yeah
0: absolutely um so we know that um the indiegogo has uh ended it was in demand for a while um so i'm not sure if it was today or yesterday i saw the post um but it has been ended um so i know we talked a little bit before we started recording and uh, there's going to be uh, finishing funds uh, i guess post-production type of uh indiegogo so do you want to tell us a little bit about that
1: sure yes i mean we've essentially raised all the money we needed to make the film but uh we want to do uh we want to we want to do some good editing we want to have a you know good post-production and sound design and stuff like that so we just felt like it would be necessary to just raise a little bit more in order to uh make sure that the uh post-production goes as smoothly as possible and also we uh, and the more we thought about it the more we we said let's let's do a premiere. Yeah. uh for the film because uh there's a lot of opportunity for a premiere so mm-hmm. you know if uh if if we uh had a premiere we would need a little bit more money to make that happen so mm-hmm. uh, i believe that will be even be a perk on the uh on the uh, next campaign that we do nice. is tickets to the premiere in austin we're gonna do it right in austin nice uh it's gonna be a lot of fun we're good but we we need to fly the whole cast and crew out and you know not everybody's from texas so that's where the that's where a lot of that and the venue is obviously not going to be cheap as well yeah. but uh, but uh, that's why i think we wanted to that was a big reason why we wanted to r- raise mm-hmm. a little bit more money was having a, a proper premiere and mm-hmm. and quite honestly i i missed the cast and crew already I, I just would love to see them all again they're they're all yeah. fantastic to work with uh a big reason why we got this movie in the can because mm-hmm. with all the with all the things that were going against us during production, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have got it in the can if it wasn't for the tremendous cast and crew we actually had Mm -hmm. that put up with me and put up with all the (laughs) terrible (laughs) locations and weather and everything that, that was going against us, you know, Uh, you know, they made it happen at the end of the day. So uh, I love those guys. I I had a good uh, podcast with them the other night on my, on my YouTube channel. It was great to have a bunch of them on that and uh yeah i i already missed them you know so that's awesome i know uh, i have
0: a sarah agnes church on my show coming up in a couple weeks or so um so we'll be oh, promoting yeah. more of uh of sawyer massacre i know she was involved so that's going to be exciting yes, she well. had a
1: great time yeah yeah that's awesome yes, she um, had a great time <laughs> awesome. So
0: obviously you don't know. Uh, I wouldn't think you would know a, a set date of when the release is going to be, but do you have an estimated or an approximation month or year even.
1: Yeah. Uh, approximation month would probably be October. Uh, I think we should be able to get it done by then. As far as the, the editing goes, we should have, have the movie edited fairly quickly, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, sound design and stuff takes a little bit more yeah. time and, and getting the music to it. As yeah. well, I mean, I have a little bit of music composed and I have a couple of other composers that I'm working with as well uh, that have music that are going to uh, mm-hmm. uh, put their music in, into the film as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think I think October is pretty safe at this point. Um, nice. You know, I've had that before where, you know, in my more inexperienced days as a filmmaker where, you know, you shoot a, a feature film yeah. and it takes forever to, to put together because there's so yeah. many issues. Yeah. Uh, you know audio being the biggest one actually yeah <laughs> oh, oh i hope i never work with bad audio ever again oh, but i know i'm not gonna for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, we had probably the best sound guy i've ever worked with on this film so nice. it should sound fantastic so and we have a great person uh actually our key grip is going to be doing the sound design so uh we're in really good hands there you know it's uh it's just a matter of uh know being able to pay them a little bit of extra money and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so um yeah yeah, but they're not going to be super expensive (laughs) so that's good (laughs) but uh, i'm assuming a youtube release yeah youtube release but we're also looking at festivals too so i i might i mean i'm talking with some people like what should should i actually hold up on the youtube release just so that we can get it into festivals and stuff like that uh that's a t- that's a tough one. I don't want I don't want to wait too long to to release it on YouTube. Right. Um, but I know some some of these festivals are picky with that kind of thing, you know, yeah. so uh, I'll just have to look into the festivals a little bit. And if there's a big, big festival that I we really want to get the movie into that, you know, won't take it unless it's, you know, not on YouTube, we might hold off on the YouTube. Okay uh release but uh we're looking at october if if that's if that's not the case so nice. uh, which i think is a good time and you know yeah. if, if if that is the case well then it'd probably be early 2023 i imagine but uh yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping that we won't have to wait that long
0: awesome awesome so the last question i do got for you uh do you have any other films in the works um anything you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience
1: um i do have a film that's a very very low budget film that's in festivals right now and i think it's going to be uh it's going to be in the festival circuit for at least another two or three months and then uh we'll be releasing it on youtube after that but it's a it's an extreme it's a 10 minute film not even 10 minutes uh it actually it literally cost two hundred dollars to me <laughs> <Nice>. and uh <laughs> and uh you know it, it shows in some areas but no it, it's yeah. been pretty well received in the festivals considering nice. it was only made for for a couple of hundred bucks but That's uh, nice. uh that movie's called disorder um uh yeah i it should be releasing on youtube probably um by the summer i'm gonna guess
0: nice awesome awesome well, I thank you so much, Steve, for uh, joining me tonight.
1: No, oh, no, thank you for having me, Scotty.
0: Absolutely, it's been an honor, and I can definitely look forward to seeing uh, the Sawyer Massacre when it's released.
1: Well, I hope I am looking forward to it too. Actually, I mean, <laughs> you know, you shoot the film and you and you you wonder how it's going to actually turn out. You know, I felt yeah. pretty good about uh, the way production yeah. ended, so uh, I think I think we're going to have a pretty pretty cool little movie. That's a- That's
0: exciting. Oh, boy, I'm tired. (laughs) you Eastern
1: time. I'm Western time. Yeah,
0: I'm Eastern time. It's after eight here and I have to be up at 430 for work again.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, the
0: early one. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, well, you have a great rest of your night and thank you so much again for joining me.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Scotty.
0: Yeah. Yeah, bye.
1: Bye.